0: So pick your favorite and prepare your taste buds for an unforgettable eating experience. Deadeye Premium Barbecue products are available at Fairway, Hy-Vee, Amazon, or at DeadeyeBBQ.com.
1: Hello, we are here for a new episode of Sports and Quirks. I'm Emily Juranka. And I'm Emily Cornell. And Emily is going to get us started this week with uh, some interesting information about an NFL player's unique phobia.
0: Yes, we are revisiting all the things that uh, listeners had sent in. So it's kind of a mailbag of randomness, but we love it. Keep sending in um, topics you want us to talk about while sports are suspended. Um, So Eric Berry plays for the Chiefs. He is scared of horses, <laughs> which I'm like, I I thought it was a joke oh, when no. someone had said, hey, check out Eric Berry's horse phobia. It's it's real.
1: A real thing. And a lot of people are afraid of horses. Um, I my, know. my brother is really afraid of them.
0: That uh, is very surprising.
1: So. Like, when I was younger, I rode horses and, um, like, had one at our house for a while. Um, It was, like, one of my uncle's horses that I was just taking care of and riding for a while. Um, And he, like, didn't even want to pet it. Like, even Mm -hmm. when it had a halter on and was tied up, like, to its hitching post and was somewhat, you know, like, it couldn't. It could only move so much, and at that point, um, he was just like, oh, "I don't want to go near it." <laughs>
0: Interesting.
1: Um, to be fair, Is it just are...
0: because it's so big.
1: Yeah, he doesn't really like being uh. near cows either. But to be fair, like horses are very dangerous; they can be very dangerous animals. Yeah. Um. So I get it, but it's just kind of funny. I think. Uh, a lot of people have this fear, though.
0: Like, again, that is not because I guess I just knew so many people who liked horses growing up and then as an adult have only lived in places where people like horses. Like, I know several people here in Austin who are like, yeah, I have a couple horses. I'm like, where do you keep a horse in this city? Um, Plot twist, they don't live within the city (laughs) limits with like the horses don't. The people might, but like the horses definitely don't. And um. Yeah. That's I mean, I get it, they're very large creatures, but like they're very intelligent and they're very sweet. So mm-hmm. it's it was it came as a shock. It'd be like if someone was like, I'm scared of elephants. Like, you what? <laughs> <laughs> so Eric Berry's fear came from a pony biting him at a petting zoo as a child. Um, and the NFL made a video detailing him working on his phobia of horses, like <laughs> Painting them, watching them on TV, and then eventually, like, petting the Chief's live mascot, War paint, and, like, as an adult man, and I'm like, well, there are some things, some so- thoughts I have with this. First, like, good for you, like, trying to overcome this fear, and also being, like, a man who probably is around a lot of other dudes being like, you gotta be, like, strong and, like, um, mm-hmm. you know, over overly masculine they're kind of compensating and being like i'm only like this way like i'm not scared of anything so um like good for him overcoming this fear loving that he paints horses and watches horse tv cuz i i'm just imagining like someone watching pbs and like specials on horses
1: <laughs> um yeah it's pretty funny the i think the best part of the little short film that they made is um the sound bites of him getting stressed out during games because the horse was like about to come onto the field. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, definitely check it out. We'll include the link to this said video um, in the episode description. Um, So thank you for um, the listener who alerted us to this interesting topic. uh, I did (laughs) not know. Uh, Maybe he needs to be friends with, uh, some of the professional athletes who own racehorses and maybe he'll be able to further get over his fear. Maybe he'll be able to get on a horse one day.
0: Oh my gosh. We can only hope. And like, there are lots of farms and or ranches in Kansas and Missouri to go test this out True, safe spaces.
1: Yeah. Maybe he, maybe he shouldn't start with a racehorse. Maybe he should start with like an old horse that doesn't really want to move too much.
0: But is like also not grumpy. Like one that yes. still likes people. Yep.
1: Just a friendly old horse. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right, we're gonna move on to the next part of this episode, which I am so excited for. Uh so a listener wrote in asking us to debate the topic of whether or not Olive Garden is good. So we decided to um share with you our own Olive Garden Starting 5. <laughs> yep um first of all what are your general thoughts on olive garden
0: um so i went to olive garden recently and like the service wasn't great but like you know olive garden's just there if someone says let's go to olive garden it's not like a i mean absolutely no Mm -hmm. but we had a big group, so it made sense to go to Olive Garden because there's space. Yeah. And and the food is, like, it's good. It made for a really nice, like, the the serving size is big enough that, like, I have a second meal. Mm-hmm. So I'm also pretty happy with that when I go to a restaurant. If it's, like, big enough that I'm like, ah, yes, this is two good meals for $15. Sure. I'm here for it. And, like, it tastes good. Yeah. So Olive Garden is good. If I... If we had an Olive Garden in Laramie when I was in college, I would have been there all the time. Yeah. Like, how you had Olive Garden in Spokane, like, yeah.
1: Yeah. It's funny because my parents, neither of them have ever really liked Olive Garden, so I think I had gone there once before college, period. Mm. Uh, And then in college, everyone would go there, especially before people turned 21, because um, like, it was just an easy place to go for groups. uh, Yeah. And it was... Like walking distance from campus and stuff so if people don't have cars it was fine Um, and I think I agree I think it is good Um, it is good if you are like okay with good food it's not going to be as great as if you were to go to an authentic Italian restaurant but you're going to pay less and you're going to have a second meal whereas if you go to like a real Italian restaurant that's going to cost probably $20 or more a pasta dish and like you're not going to have enough leftover for a whole second meal more so like a snack probably because their yeah. portion sizes are just smaller which makes sense um, yes. so they're just different experiences
0: Yes. Um, so it really just um, depends Alt-Garden, on what
1: you're looking for.
0: I would never be like Olive Garden is my favorite Italian restaurant. Olive <laughs> Garden is its own category of food, um, because there's no way they're like hand making pasta in that restaurant. Oh no, it's yeah. So it doesn't meet like the minimum standards of like an authentic Italian restaurant, but like. Olive Garden's fine and like if you are broke, Olive Garden is like more than fine. You, <laughs> College yeah. students broke.
1: You get a lot of food for what you pay. Yeah. Uh, you know, you start out if you're getting an entree, like any pasta dish or if you want to be fancy, you get like a chicken parmesan or something, like off of the the menu with the meat. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so like you start out they give you breadsticks. And you get your choice of soup or salad. And if one person at the table or a couple people get salad, they give you a huge bowl anyway. So, like, you can have both salad and soup and breadsticks if you really work this out right. Um, And then you have your entree. And then sometimes you order dessert, or sometimes they're doing a promo where um, you pay like a set amount and it includes like a small dessert. So, You really get a lot of food for what you're paying for. Um, That is the benefit of Olive Garden.
0: It's very true. If you live in Denver or Austin, you can probably do better. I just want to throw that out there to, or the people in Seattle, (laughs) like, you can do better. But Olive Garden, it's all about, like, you know, how your perspective is. Olive Garden's good. You can get, it's like, you have good options. But if you have other options, you might pick those.
1: Yeah. But, I mean let's get into our
0: starting yes.
1: five. Yes. <laughs> so we're all of garden starting five. Uh you go first, Emily Cornell.
0: Okay, so the salad. I like you said, it's like you, you set it up right, everyone at the table could get salad, even if that was not their choice of super salad. And I like their salad. I, I know it's too. not like anything special, but like I I enjoy it. I like whatever dressing they put on it—Italian dressing, but <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, I I enjoy the salad. I that is something I look forward to, along with the breadsticks. So that's like another um, another member of the starting five for me is just like just the the salad, the breadsticks. At that point, your Olive Garden experience is already pretty set. Like you're, those you're are two good things. things. Off well. Exactly, you're setting your team
1: up for success. Precisely, the foundation of breadsticks and salad that balance each other out.
0: Yes, and like maybe this is why the like actual entree ends up becoming two meals. It's because the first time you eat this entree, you've already filled up on salad and breadsticks. Yes, so you don't eat as much of the entree the breadsticks
1: are the center to your salad which is the point guard.
0: Yeah. Yes. Got to have them both. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. And then I picked the lemon cream cake. Ooh. Because I think it's just very refreshing and I'm on a lemon kick these days. Um I'm just I'm all about it. So I'm here for that. I mean, it's not the it doesn't hold this team together, but if I if the world functioned the way I would like it to, I would eat my salad, my breadsticks, my lemon cake, or whatever dessert I'm eating, because what if I die mid-meal? Like, I want to know that I had the dessert before <laughs> the entree.
1: Okay, so you're having the dessert before your entree.
0: Yeah, but like social norms dictate I was gonna say diet. wait do you actually do this <laughs> no because people would stop probably eating with me if anytime <laughs> I went out I was like all right I would like the appetizer then the hot fudge brownie and then I want the like no people would be like this girl is too extra but when I'm at home in the safety of like no judgment yeah. and I have a dessert and a meal I will eat bites of the dessert Mm-hmm. Then the meal. I like leave a little bite of dessert left so that there's like you know something happy at the end of the meal.
1: Yeah. Um
0: but yes, that I am a child is what I'm telling you right now. Oh, it's good. <laughs> Live your life. Thank you. I, I love this support. Um <laughs> and then the entree I would go with is like the chicken parm just cuz it's like a solid it's a solid meal. Like you won't get up like hungry. Um, even if you only only eat like maybe a third of it after you've had those salad and breadsticks.
1: Yeah. And, I think the chicken is the key there because yeah. having the protein is gonna fill you up. Whereas if you just get a pasta without protein, like you're probably gonna eat more of it because you're
0: not gonna eat full Yeah, It's a good point. Yeah. And because the chicken is like kind of fried, it like kind yeah. of stops you from eating as much because you're like, Oh, I can feel my arteries stopping. Um, and then to tie this neat little meal together a mojito which huh i don't think that olive garden is a true italian restaurant so i can have a mojito with this <laughs> very bizarre meal <laughs> i love that that's a great that's a great roster
1: for you i enjoy that
0: thank you <laughs> what is your roster looking like
1: <laughs> well the first thing i'm going to order is a peach raspberry iced tea um naturally if, if i'm not having wine like which if I'm going to Olive Garden, like I'm probably not getting wine because, no. the <laughs> wine that they have is not the best. like it's the kind of wine where you could get a bottle in the store for like eight dollars, yeah, or you could pay seven for a glass of it. Yep, <laughs> Olive Garden. Yep. Um, so I'm going to skip the wine. I'm going to go with the um, peach raspberry lemonade, or sorry tea um and then i'm going to start things off with the chicken and gnocchi soup
0: that is the best soup it's
1: so good i love to dip the well so here comes my next one the breadsticks (laughs) (laughs) i like to dip the chicken or the breadsticks in the soup Um, yes so salty and good uh and then I'm going to have salad if salad is at the table. I do enjoy their salad, but if I have to choose, if there's not enough people in the group for us to get like a big thing, of salad brought out to yeah. us, I'm going to choose the soup. Um, and then sometimes I'll order the Alfredo dipping sauce to go with the breadsticks. <laughs> <laughs> so let's see. We've got the, the tea, the soup, the breadsticks with Alfredo dipping sauce. Um, my entree is going to be the 5 cheese alforno, al forno, which just means that they put it in the oven, like they make it sound so
0: gourmet. Oh my goodness. <laughs> they probably put it this... under the
1: broiler for
0: like <laughs> 3 minutes. You know, is it very like rich and creamy?
1: Oh yeah, but it's like a tomato alfredo sauce, it's like t- combined.
0: Okay, so you really are going for, like, a very creamy, heavy dinner, though.
1: (laughs) Yeah, but, like, I can handle it. It's not a problem. (laughs) Like, I think my stomach is just, like, made of iron or something. Like, something metal. Because nothing really seems to phase it. Um, Which, I don't know that that's really the best. Um, But that's going to be my entree. And then... um, to round out my starting five, I'm going to go with the tiramisu.
0: Oh, yeah. <laughs>
1: Which you have,
0: <laughs> you have had with me. Yes. Yes. At the Olive Garden. Yes. It was a good time. <laughs> we were the only ones who got desserts. It was good.
1: Yeah. I think we had dessert and wine. That
0: is very on brand for us.
1: We ordered wine at the bar. <laughs> because we were waiting to be seated for the dinner and you and I had already had dinner and the people we were with had not so we got our glasses of wine from the Olive Garden bar which I didn't even know that was a thing um and then while we were waiting and then we just got dessert and had breadsticks while everyone else had their
0: full-on meal it's great it was like an ideal situation I mean other food from Olive Garden is good but like if you can just like go and kick it, hang out with folks while they eat there. And like, that's the thing because Olive Garden is not like the fanciest of restaurants. They don't really care if you sit and eat breadsticks nope. the whole time. <laughs> as long as you buy one thing off the menu. They don't care
1: if you come in with like eight people and stay there for no. two hours, really. No. <laughs> Hopefully we don't have a uh, listener who's an Olive Garden employee that debunks this.
0: Um. Well, I mean, they can like send us an email. They can they could. tweet at us. They could be like, "Listen, this is what Olive Garden is really like," and we'll be like, "Okay, but like, <laughs> this is what it's like behind <laughs> behind the front lines." I would as an Olive Garden employee. <laughs> I would hope that the employees get like a free meal every shift because you know that if they get they get a free entree every shift, that's like. A meal mid shift, and that's a meal after the shift,
1: true if someone anyone wants to come on and provide an expose on the inner workings of Olive Garden, um we you would are welcome we would totally welcome that,
0: yeah, oh yeah, um, oh, yeah. we're here for it,
1: <laughs> so we've both presented our Olive Garden starting five. I think that um you know it would be a great matchup between the two teams and uh made some great picks there.
0: It'd be good, maybe. If, if we can get more people to lean into this Olive Garden stuff, we can make, like, a little bracket. And, like, I love little... that. We gotta do that. <laughs> what the best, like, Olive Garden everything is. Um, I'm thinking the Tiramisu would win.
1: Yeah. It. Well, I don't know. I'm like, what would be a 16 seed?
0: Um, I don't think they have enough... <laughs> Items on them. <laughs> oh, if if their menu is like ten pages long. They might. Wait, what? They're,
1: that's it's like not a ten pages factory. long. It's like, okay. Yeah. Well, it's not ten pages long, but it's like there are a lot of items on it. I don't know. We'll we'll figure this out offline, and we'll, we'll yeah, will it circle out back. there. Um, don't know how many seeds there will be, but you know we'll figure that out. Um, moving yeah. on to more nonsense. <laughs> um so there's going to be a Tiger King series made starring Nicolas Cage as Joe Exotic and I think time. I think this is just like really what people need right now is to know that that is like going to happen uh yeah I yeah, think it's uh... it's just like uplifting people <laughs> in these times <laughs> And it's really just giving the people what they want, because Nicolas that it is. Cage is um, wild, and I think that he is the perfect person to play Joe Exotic.
0: Outside of David Spade, who is probably not available.
1: Yeah, and there's also kind of like a, a similarity in looks, maybe just like facial features between Nicolas Cage and Joe Exotic, I think.
0: Ah, uh, failed Botox.
1: <laughs> Could be it. I don't know. Yeah,
0: it. I think Nicholas Cage will do fine because he won't like he doesn't ever get too intense in any role. So Joe Exotic kind of just he tries to stay very even. Like when that tiger attacked someone,
1: uh-huh. he's just
0: like, "All right, well, we just I, gotta."
1: He's never gonna financially recover from this.
0: He's not, but he like <laughs> he just goes in. He's like, "All right, um, you all can come back to the park, but like right now we have to get it." You know, like <laughs> so. Be. I think that's a like Nicholas Cage is gonna nail that.
1: I think so too. Uh, it'll be good. he's gonna have to work on the voice. His natural voice is not like Joe
0: Exotic's. No, um, not it, even a little bit. A lot bit. more
1: monotone. Whereas Joe Exotic's, yeah. I think, is kind of like higher pitched and a little bit whiny.
0: Yeah, it's so easily.
1: Yeah. So maybe you'll we'll have to have some voice coaching. I don't know. Um, as we're speaking, I just got a YouTube notification and it's just like <laughs> Carol Baskin and then all caps
0: reacts. Wait, is she going to be part of this story? Do we know? No, is I don't like know. Be- it just
1: says oh. Carol Baskin reacts after doing prank, dot, dot, dot. So I don't know. Oh. Figure
0: that out. But, oh, man.
1: Um, there is another series where Kate McKinnon is going to play Carol Baskin, which I think will be perfect.
0: I, that'll be really funny.
1: So, lots of good content coming. Um, also including a new Space Force TV show starring Steve Carell.
0: Yes! It, like... I think it looks really fun. When I saw this, um, Steve Carell is, like, a fine wine. He's just, like, getting better with age. My goodness. Um, he did very well in the morning show, but I... Really like him when he's being funny, and he is. I think he's gonna be very funny on Space Force show, the like that show. And like, oh, it looks like a hoot. It looks like what the people really need is like uh, an inside yep. look.
1: So, kind of the premise of this TV show is that um, Steve Corral's character um, was second in command at the Air Force, and he is now being promoted to like the person in charge of one of the like military branches basically but it seems like based on the trailer he doesn't know which branch
0: yeah he's like making fun of the space force and then they're like oh you're leading the space force and he's like wait what
1: yeah (laughs) so it's like the president wants total like domination in space and then he gets named as the new space force like commander person um so i think it'll be really funny uh it's just, I think it's just going to be good content and I'm glad that it's a TV show and not just yeah. a movie because it'll last longer that way uh, yeah. and it is coming out on Netflix uh, which is kind of fun because then you can just watch it as long as you want you don't have to wait between episodes um, yeah. and it's coming out on May 29th so look out for that on Netflix
0: <laughs> yeah and like the nice thing that it is a TV show they can kind of still keep with like what's relevant in the times going on, with like, how it evolves, like, the actual Space Force. Um, this is real-life stuff. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, same with the Tiger King show. <laughs> um, but it's a lot of the people who, like, were part of, like, the Office, it seem it looks like they're gonna have people that were involved with, like, the Office on yeah. this show as well. So fans of the office, parks and rec. this the shows for all of you.
1: It is. Um what is your hot take this
0: week? Okay. So, keeping on with like the television consumption because good lord, that's all we're doing. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it's not necessarily even just like the TV shows, but like watching them but just like uh they have their own social media accounts. And sometimes you fall down a black hole of it starts with a meme, it turns into keeping up with the Kardashians. And my hot take is this show should not still be on television. Like, I understand that it generates revenue, but like, oh my goodness, give this family a break from being like the center of attention. Let them be normal plebes like the rest of us. Like, why is this still on TV? So that's, I mean, I know people love keeping up with the Kardashians, so I'm sorry. I just, come on now. Can we get a new show, please? <laughs> what is your hot take of the week?
1: Um, I think that's a good, good take. Um, So last week, my hot take was about flavors of White Claw. Um, yes. This week, it is about the Corona um hard seltzers.
0: Which Wait, what?
1: Yeah, they Corona what? has their own. Oh. I didn't know that. Yeah, no one's buying them because people think that
0: like, Oh god. Like
1: forty I'm not even kidding. There's a survey and it was like um seven hundred people or something, and forty percent of people said that they would not buy Corona products right now. Oh <laughs> so I'm doing my Ugh. part. <laughs> and I Bar. bought I bought a pack of their um hard seltzers. They have two different kinds, so one pack is, like, much more tropical. It's, like, passion fruit, something, and then there's, like, coconut, guava, or I don't know. Um, I'm not huge on, like, super tropical fruits. Like, I like mango and coconut, and that's – I'm, like, I don't want, like, passion fruit or guava. It's just not – it makes – I don't know. It makes me nervous. Um yeah. So, I just bought, like, the standard mix pack, and there's um, blackberry, lime, Ooh, uh, mango cherry and i can't remember what the other one is um maybe just plain lime but like people have been saying that they're like not good that corona seltzer is like not good in comparison to other brands and i think they're really good like i don't like the cherry one which i think makes sense because cherry is often associated with like cough medicine um But all the other flavors are really good, and the blackberry lime is delicious. So, my hot take is that the Corona hard seltzers are overall very good. Hmm.
0: I will have to try them. I'll drink the cherry one. I don't associate the flavor of cherry with, like, cough medicine, I think of grape. Okay. Yeah. Um, Yeah. It just, no matter what, it's gross. It does not taste good. So. Very good hot take, considering everyone loves the claw
1: everyone yeah loves white claw loves truly, and the but the also the bud light seltzers have been getting a lot of love, and since the corona seltzers were released, um
0: oh people timing. well, they had
1: like a bad they had a um, <laughs> controversial marketing campaign when they rolled them out. Um, they also rolled them out during coronavirus, so that's probably about the time. an issue for them. But yeah. um I really enjoy them compared to like truly or the Budweiser ones. So that is my hot take of the week, is that they are actually very
0: good. Maybe they'll sponsor us because you had all these kind things to say about their seltzers. <laughs> so they'll be like, Oh, we need to bounce back, we need to get <laughs> in good with the, with the youths. <laughs> the <laughs> the Hear youths. what the streets want. Um, so when you're not drinking these seltzers. What wine are you drinking this week?
1: Um. Well, in the spirit of social distancing and staying at home, mm-hmm. I um got a Boda a box of Sauvignon yeah. Blanc because then it's gonna last a long time, and I don't need to go awesome. um out as often if I want to um buy wine. So I've been having the Boda box Sauvignon Blanc, which is um pretty good for like a boxed wine.
0: Yeah. Um what about you? Um so I was thinking the same thing when I bought wine a couple weeks ago. I was like I'm going to buy wine and not have to shop for over a month, which worked out very well. So one of the brand or bottles I got was Grand Pacific Vineyards Red Blend. Um hmm. it was a lot colder when I bought the <laughs> wine. <laughs> And now it is 90 degrees, but I really enjoyed it. Um, Similar to pretty much every red blend that I try, it is has berry like fruit notes and um, is like kind of oaky. So mm, oaky, okey oaky. I don't know what the oaky mean like truly means, but like vanilla, it's all very similar. I yeah. like very similar red blends. So I'm just trying to find which one I like the best. Yep, and I'm not fancy enough to know which one I like best. They're very similar. <laughs>
1: <laughs> That's funny, sounds so. like a good pick.
0: Oh, thank you. I do recommend it. It's cheap. I think it was. I think I tried to only get bottles that were like around ten dollars. Yeah. Um. Just because, like, it was like, oh, I have this time to, like, try different wines. And, like, we all have that, like, random party that comes up. Where we're like, oh, I need to bring something. But, like, I'm a working adult who cannot prepare a, like, side dish to bring. I'll bring a bottle of wine. Well, this used to be a problem for many of us. where We yeah, were like, uh, I have go so to the office. <laughs> and now we don't have this issue. One, because we can't see people. And two, because, like, all we do is cook. Um, But when we go back to, like going to people's houses like i don't know about you but actually i do know about you you do bring wine to like everything so (laughs) um it's good to like now is a good time to try these different wines to know what to have for just like your oh this is why i just like keep as table wine versus this is what i have to like gift someone for like hosting me
1: yeah go listen to last week's episode for more tips
0: (laughs) for more tips on drinking wine Check out last week's episode and pretty much every episode we have not pretty much every I think there are two or three episodes that we do not talk about wine picks. We have given you so many wine recommendations. (laughs) Try them. You're in the safety of your home, and alcohol is being delivered. It is. It's a it's a weird time. They bring it to you. (laughs) Yeah, they like within
1: hours, if you want. Yeah.
0: Depending on like where you're you're located, the app is what drizzly
1: yeah i think so i've never used it but
0: same and it has restrictions so look out for that also people (laughs) disclaimers
1: (laughs) um so you've plugged your wine what do you have any personal plugs this week
0: um i have the usual tailgate society pods check out bitter units um drunk dialing matinee baseball and culture check uh Kind of everyone, just I mean, like culture check. We're talking about Harry Potter now. We'll be working on getting to another pop culture topic in the coming weeks. So if you listen to that, be on the lookout for the transition. And bitter units, they've been pushing out like what beer they're going to be drinking or what they have in drink. They like tweet about it. So hmm. check that out so you can follow along. I think it was Sierra, ne- Sierra Nevada most recently. So. That was neat. And then check out the Tailgate Society on Twitter and Instagram so that you know about all these things coming out because there's just like always so much going out, so much happening. Definitely check out the Twitter. (laughs) Yeah,
1: for sure. Now is the time to consume all this content. Yes. Because you can, like, you could be listening to podcasts almost during your entire workday. Especially if you don't have roommates because you can just listen to whatever without earbuds or headphones or anything and you know if you're not on a call you can definitely listen while you work so um i think you summed everything up pretty well i don't have any personal plugs um we do have a bigger than sports moment this week though
0: yes do you want to talk Take about Vaughn Miller
1: yes so vaughn miller does it again folks um Yum. he continues to give back to the community um, he's really great about supporting uh, people in Colorado and Texas, which is um I believe he's from Texas. I know he played yes, Dallas. There. Okay. And then he played I, to, and, uh, yeah, I, He played at A M. He did. Yeah. So um he had COVID nineteen and has since recovered. Um, so he just his foundation, Vaughn's Vision, just launched a campaign called von sachs covid um so they're raising money to provide meals to students in colorado and texas who are missing daily meals um, as a result of schools being closed there are a lot of kids who rely on school meals as um their nutrition and food uh, for a good portion of the day So um, he's partnering with hunger relief nonprofits and food pantries in those two states to get meals uh, to students in underprivileged communities. So um, just a cool, cool initiative, cool name. Um, It's obviously personal to him since he experienced this illness, Um, but just kind of like a unique, um, unique thing to
0: do. Yeah. I think it's good that he's just, like, back to doing stuff in the community. Um, Hopefully, I mean, Vaughn Miller's always doing things in the community in both Denver and Dallas. It's pretty impressive, so it's not super surprising that he did this, but it's very good to see. And I'm sure those kids are very appreciative. Yeah. It's a very good moment.
1: Good feel-good content to end the episode.
0: Yeah, like 100. If that doesn't make you like have some faith in humanity, like send us a bigger-than-sports moment that like makes you feel something. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> well, yeah. Like, restores your faith in other humans. Like people are doing good things out there. So just like, if you feel discouraged. By some things you see in the news like know that there are people like von miller doing things like this where they're helping people get meals um i mean there are people who are taking meals to like frontline workers and like it's important that we give them that recognition and we're just supporting them in any way we can just because they are doing the most um so good groups to keep in mind
1: yeah, I think you summed it
0: up pretty well. I mean, only because you like set it up there. You like gave the <laughs> assist. I'm trying to think of like how this would have looked, but I'm just like, it was like a very much a two person effort. Um, but yeah, thank you all for listening. We will be back with more mailbag stuff. So like, please send it in. Yeah, um, we had
1: some good, um, we asked again for people to send in topics they want us to discuss. And um, we got some good answers, so we'll be covering those on upcoming episodes, including where we want to travel after travel resumes at some point in time. So excited to look forward to that.
0: Yes. Yes, indeed. So we will talk to you all next week.
1: Emily and Emily, sports and courts!